Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Up and Down with Daniel. And you, Pendo. Hey, Daniel. Hello, you, Pendo. Welcome back. Last episode, you were telling everybody what a wonderful show we had coming up. I and did. today is the day. Today is the day. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited because we have a guest, and we don't normally have guests on our show. We well, we our goal is to have guests, but yes. we only have guests when we're inspired to Very have guests. Very inspired. We don't just put a guest on because we're supposed to have a guest because we'd rather just talk ourselves, right? Well, you know, because we love each other. And we love to talk. <laughs> About each <laughs> About other. About each other. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a guest that I... Honestly, from the moment we start doing the podcast was, I think it was the first person that you said, we are going to have to do this guest. I did because I'm smart. I I know you know that. You are absolutely. You're brilliant. Say that again. You are lovely, brilliant, (laughs) black and powerful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But seriously, um, the guest that we have today is someone that from day one, I said, we must have her on because she is amazing. Yes, absolutely. She is amazing. I um, actually did some research to yes. get to know her a little bit more yes. before to show, and now I realize how amazing she is. And um, last time we had a guest that actually has a connection to her that we'll I wait know. until we introduce right? her to do. Let, let's just go ahead and introduce soon because we talked so much last time and I have so many things <laughs> I want to talk to her about today. Um, and you'll understand all of this as we get going. So go ahead and introduce our guest. So today. welcome today to a very, very special episode of the Up and Down Show. Today we are going to introduce you to Miss Emily Sky. Oh, Emily Sky. Yay! All right. So, Emily, you are on. That's actually the fastest introduction we have ever done. Well, I'm not finished. <laughs> oh, you're not. <laughs> of course not. Have you met me? That was just to open the door. Okay. But first of all, welcome, Emily, to our show. Welcome, Thanks welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> Your energy is like off the roof. And I'm like, okay, where's my shot? Now I need the shot. You know? I actually asked you, Penn, I said, is she a big personality? Or as much as like, she's not a big personality. I did um, say that. Yes. yes. (laughs) So Emily is my neighbor. We shared um, a while ago that I have some amazing neighbors and she is one of them. And she is a Filmmaker. Yay. Yay. We love filmmakers. We do. Absolutely. Why do we love filmmakers? Why do we love well I love filmmakers because it is my um my former career. I my first um, career out of college was to be an actor. So I was a both stage actor and film actor out in LA. So we'll talk maybe a little bit about that. We won't talk about you, we'll talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's one I'm just I love filmmaking ever since I've been a kid. And so um that's why I've been super excited to meet you. Yes, awesome. yes, yes. So just a little more of her backstory with regards to my relationship with Emily. So I met Emily by way of my other neighbor, Bill, who was on our show a couple of um, episodes ago. Um, and Hopefully Emily didn't watch that episode, because if so, I might be in trouble. Flirt away. Okay. It's totally fine. Ooh, he flirted, okay. Um, but I met Emily through Bill, and I absolutely fell in love with her. And it's not because she's beautiful, which is very obvious, but because she is a very talented talented woman and she's all about advocating for women that's why i fell in love with you because i have observed you 
I have followed you. And I'm like, this is a bad bitch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She is a bad bitch. Not because she's just out there doing her filmmaking, but she is a true, true woman promoter. And Mm. I love that about you. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But my first question is just so our audience can get to know you. How did you get into filmmaking? Well, after that whole introduction, (laughs) (laughs) you guys are leaving me speechless over here. Um, Well, I've, uh, I started modeling when I was uh, very young and I was with Wilhelmina Models. And uh, I used that sort of to kind of get into filmmaking because I've known since I was six years old that I love to tell stories. And I would convince my brothers and my cousins and my friends to do the most outrageous things and they all would listen. And my mom is like, you kind of have a gift here. She's (laughs) like, I don't know anybody that could just go into a room and command everyone to listen. And they will actually listen and do exactly what you're kind of telling them to do. And I'm like, well, I don't want to tell people what to do. I just had these creative ideas. I'm like, let's do this. And they're like, okay. (laughs) And they were dangerous sometimes. Like, Like give us an example. (laughs) Like convincing my, like, let's go on the roof and like make Tower of Terror and have like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like strap the doghouse to the tree. And like rope it up and put pillows under it and like film it to make our own like special effects. Oh and, my gosh. And we would do it. And my mom was just like, I can't handle this, you know? And now being a mom, of course, I see it and I'm like, don't do this, Jace, you know? <laughs> um, but no, I, I used modeling to get into the industry and I started working with Michael Mann, who did Miami Vice. Yes, of course. And I was 18 at the time and that was my moment of knowing I was going to be a director, that this wasn't just like a hobby that I loved to just do, you know. Well, I, people I don't go do from, from standing on the roof and dropping their brother in a box <laughs> with the Tower of Terrors to um, working with Michael Mann. There is like this, uh, there's a transition between the two. So how, yeah. how did you even... Actually, first of all, before we even go there, where did you grow up? Where did all this happen? I grew up here. Yes. I grew up in Florida, South Florida. True native. I'm a true native. Um, what happened? It's, she's this? talking. This is Greg does a lot of the bottle. Okay. We told her the bottle was okay in this shot. It's all totally right. okay. It's totally okay. It's fine. You I can push bring, it. Bring I the bottle back. It's so totally it okay. I'll push it away. Um, welcome to the show, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's Greg not not getting stealing the attention away from the it's show. Totally fine. <laughs> but no. So you grew up here. Grew what up part here, of Florida? Um, South Florida. So I grew up in um, Pompano. We moved up to West Palm, like Lake Worth area, um, when I was in like fourth grade. And my parents like were renovating homes around, and so I grew up here. I. I'm not going to say the schools that I went to just because people that follow me, I don't want them to know exactly where yes. I live, okay. yes. but um, I am local. Um, I was originally born in um, England, so I have dual citizenship. Oh, um, wow. I'm actually, I have family there and I have family here uh, and I might be renewing a passport soon, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, um. so yeah, I, I grew up, you know, always getting scouted when I was younger to be a model. And yeah, because like, I was uh, always scouted too. I don't know about you, Yupenda, but <laughs> I was always scouted by models. <laughs> Model companies, Wilhelmina, Wilmon Fred. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great thing right <laughs> I now. suck to be pretty. Uh, my mom, though, never wanted me to get into it, though. She actually didn't want me to be anywhere in the industry because she was, you know, it's it's a crazy industry. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I grew up riding horses predominantly. Like, I used to, my parents, even though they could have 
gotten me a horse. They said, if you want something, you got to work for it and work hard for it. So I worked at stables. I cleaned stalls. I taught children how to ride underprivileged children. Yes. I learned um, that if I really want something, I have to work for it. And that's what my parents taught me growing up. So nothing was handed to me, you know, and they're like, you want a horse, get good grades in school. You have to work for it. And like the one time they're like, if you get straight A's, you'll get a horse. And I got one B and then a class that I never had a B and I've always had an A. And my heart was like broken. But then I learned such a huge lesson because like that was in my senior year of high school. My mom's like, you know, Emily, you're meant for more than just this, like explore the world, do something. And I'm like, okay, then, you know, horses are still my passion. I love working with horses still and children. Um, so wait, stop. So you, did you get the horse? Or did no, you? I never got the horse. Because of that bee? Uh-huh. I would have killed my parents. I literally would have slit their throats. <laughs> I literally sobbed. I sobbed for, for a very long time. But you know what? My parents were serious. They weren't messing around. Clearly. She sobbed, you would have killed. Um, That's very interesting. This is the difference between the two ladies on either side of me. Well, that was the old Emily. That was the old, really. Yeah, Yeah. new Emily. Don't mess with my horse. You'll figure out uh, a way to make something happen. There you go. Even if you say no. There you go. What she would have did now is change her grade from a B to a A. Where is that whiteout? Yes. You know, oh my like goodness. Photoshop, you know? That's uh, amazing. It was totally, you know, I, I was literally like, okay, you know, but then I just had to work harder. And, um, but I'm grateful that I, I didn't get the horse because then the next year I ended up starting to model with Wilhelmina. And I knew that getting into modeling was my way to get into film because yes. I wanted to be a And you filmmaker. knew that though. Film was on your radar For- at... at- when you were Since 16, I 17. Was a child. Since you were you knew you wanted to be in filmmaking Since and I not watched, be and not in front, nope, but behind, behind the camera. I'm actually very people think, oh, I love being in front of the camera. I do it because it's I have to do it for my brand. Yes. And I talk and you know, people are gonna work with me because of me and not necessarily because of my story or like things like that. They're they're investing in you as a person. Okay. And then they want to see the content and make sure that things are good, like the story's good and things like that. But I knew that I had to be my own brand. No one was going to market me. I had to market myself. Yes. So when I started modeling, like I was not happy. You know, I was getting opportunities. Uh, Sports Illustrated wanted me when I was like 18. Oh, you again. Oh, my God. The similarities between our stories are just crazy. (laughs) I mean, Sports Illustrated wanted me. I had to say no. Right. I mean, come on now. But I said no because I knew at the time. Sports Illustrated. I said no. And my agency was pissed. But I said no. Um. Because I wanted to be a film director. And at the time, no one would take me seriously yes. to be a film director if I continued down this path. So, so let me stop you there because you are you are describing a lot of insight that most 16, 17-year-olds don't have. And yes. the discipline to say no to, to Sports Illustrated because of what it means for your future. Where did that come from? That insight and then just the, the understanding. Know. It was just more of... Um, I don't know what it was. I had an inner voice. I had something there that was just telling me, Emily, this is not your time to do this. Um, I just always knew like the direction that I wanted to go in. And I'm like, how do I want to represent myself? But there had to but, have been an key. advisor or something. But, like, but, but, but let me just stop you right there. She says she knew that she wanted to be represented a certain way. You have to have a confidence to know who you are. Yeah. Which is, and she knew that. It's, very but it's amazing on. for me to hear some, how old were you when you, when we're, we're talking 17, 18 years yeah, old, I was 18 at that point. And for you to have that kind of insight, was there a figure in your life that my parents, your parents, okay. you know, um, 
my dad is like one of the most hardworking people that I've ever seen. My mom is a very strong woman. Like she doesn't take shit. You know, she runs the show. She is like, you know, extremely, extremely like motivating to me. And she would always talk to me and she's like, Emily, how do you want people to view you? Because it's important because this is an industry that is very difficult. Um, and at the time at 18 years old to tell people that you wanted to be a filmmaker, they would laugh at you. You know, now it's the time of the women, you know, now I'm wearing shirts that say women is the future of filmmaking, you know, women are the future period. We are the, you the future period, you know, help me, help, help, help me. (laughs) It's so great. But But I'm gay. I'm like halfway. I don't know. (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) They're pushing me out. Push you out because you are in the middle. I am in the so middle. Like, <laughs> you're in the yes, middle. Very strategically picked. <laughs> no, but seriously, that was, you know, I just knew what I wanted and it was hard. It's been a battle, you know, my entire trial of trying to be a filmmaker and being told no multiple times, going to studios and them saying you're a lot smarter than I thought you were going oh to be. Oh my goodness. And you because know Because they're looking at the outside of yeah. you and putting something else on you that doesn't represent who yeah. you, you are. You know exactly. what we call those? We call those microaggressions. Have you heard that term before? No. It's not a term that I had heard um, until a few years ago when yes. I started to really work around um, diversity and inclusion. And all the work that you're doing is all about inclusion, right? Getting women included yes. into the work. Yeah. And a microaggression is something that someone says to you that that to them, it comes out like they think they're giving you a compliment, but it's really based in their own prejudice and perceived ideas about what they're coming to. So when someone comes across a woman who happens to be gifted in looking a certain way that in a society is seen as beautiful, right? You are a beautiful woman. So someone saying to you that, um, that you know, you're smarter than I thought. That is a microaggression. Yeah. They hear it as a compliment, but it's not. And and, and so oh. microaggressions are the worst. They actually hurt sometimes worse, worse than, than just coming out and just saying what you so think. so insulting. And yes. I remember sitting across the table from the freaking, you know, head of acquisitions. And I looked at him and I'm like, is that all you got out of my entire meeting? And he just looked at me and then he proceeded to ask me out, but that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) And then I said, um, on that note, I don't want my film in your studio. And then I left because you know what, at the end of the day, I choose my integrity and what I stand for over what might be easy you know, and for what someone's like, oh, here you go, but I'm going to micromanage you your entire life, you know, and tell you how to be and, you know, be over your shoulder the entire time you're filming. I don't want that. So I'd rather go out and get the money myself, make the projects I want to tell, even if people like it or not. So, so thank you for that. We're about to go to break, but I do want to just, just pinpoint something you said is your integrity and that you are willing to forego something easy, a lot of money, you know, great opportunity just so you can hold on to your integrity. And a lot of young people, especially people who see the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, they will quote unquote, sell their soul. And what I hear you saying, Emily, you are unwilling to sell your soul. Absolutely. I chose to work with people that I want to work with, tell stories that I want to tell, even if it's harder, you know, and I have to swim up the stream, even like just I have to put more effort into yes. everything I do. And I'm judged so much harder, you know, for the things that I'm doing and that I'm standing up for. But I'd rather do that any day than sit there and just go along with what everyone's telling me to do. Because at the end of the day, it's like, who's going to 
be happy. I'm not. They're not going to make me happy. I have to make myself happy. Yes, you know. Well, you Absolutely. are an inspiration to not just women. I think it, it is limiting your power in saying to women. I think you obviously are an insp- inspiration to women. But to me, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm inspired that um, you just have that foresight and yes. that courage. So we are going to go to break. Wait. We're going to come back. <laughs> we actually jumped into your career earlier than I thought because I, I want to hear about that boyfriend of yours. Oh, also. stop it! So we're yeah, going to come back. <laughs> We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Upenda. How are you today? I'm doing great. But you know what, Upenda? We need sponsors for this show. Absolutely. Especially during this time where you're hearing our voices right now. This could be you. It could be them, but it's not. But it could be them. You can sell your product, your business, or your service. Or any dang thing else you'd like to sell. But first, you got to contact us. How can they get in touch with us, Yupenda? They can contact us at theupanddownshow at gmail.com. Is that all one word, Yupenda? Oh, yes. It's one word. Theupanddownshow at gmail.com. So if you have a product, a business, or service, or any damn thing else you want to share with our audience, (laughs) please contact us at where? The up and down show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, we are back with our friend Emily Sky. And, um, you know, I was just, we were just reminiscing about our days as supermodels together. Uh, it was so much fun. I wouldn't I mean, call myself yeah. a supermodel. <laughs> oh, no, I call you. myself yeah. a supermodel. I definitely <laughs> oh, was okay. a supermodel. I know that. He's <laughs> totally like the supermodel. Okay. Totally. So, Emily, you have already taken us down a path that is, um, different because we're getting to know each other. I wasn't expecting some of the stuff you shared and I am, I'm having so much fun already. And we thought we would pause for a second and um, ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you game for I'm this? I'm game for it. All Let's right. Go. So we have some questions and the, and the only ask is just don't think about it. Don't over just, just first thing to come to your mind, just go ahead and answer. Say it. All right. <laughs> Do you want to start it? I'll start. I will start it. All right. And we're going to go back and forth. Yes. So mm. I'll start first. Okay. Sephora or Mac? Sephora. Sephora. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Pride and Prejudice. Which one? Which one? I was about to say, which one? The one with Keira Knightley. Ooh, good one. But then I have a second, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Okay. Very good. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Starbucks. Okay. All right. And if you can explain why, if you want to, um, take a second if you wanted to. Um, As a filmmaker, who is your single greatest influencer? Spielberg. Ah, okay. Why? Because I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's when I was six years old, and that's what provoked me to wanting to be a filmmaker. Interesting. Amazing. And my love of sci-fi. Oh, yeah. You and I, that's why we love each other, because we both love sci-fi. Next question. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Rapid fire question. That's what this segment is called. (laughs) Okay. Costco or Sam's Club? Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fast time at Ridgemont High. Clueless or Mean Girls? Um, That's a good one. mm, uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Really? I like Clueless, too. Okay. I love Clueless. Clueless is my favorite. I like Fast Times. I like that, too. They're both. They're all, like, top three. Hard to choose. Okay. Quentin Tarantino or Scorsese? Quentin. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to ask. I have, a, I have a whole bunch of questions, but we're not going to do all of them. Um, Twilight. Oh, wait. You said Quentin mm-hmm. over who was the other one? 
Martin Scorsese. Wow, that's an interesting one. Um, rapid He's fire, rap, awesome. rapid fire, buddy. Well, that's a really good <laughs> Twilight or Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Hunger, yes, really? yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, I love Katniss. Yes, strongly. Yes, amen. Oh, and I just Doesn't love Jennifer Luke. Uh, at time, all, you know? at all. I love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. Mountain or beach? Ooh, uh, I would say beach. I like to to be in the ocean, but I love the mountains so hard. If I could be two places at once, I'd be both. Okay. All right. Beach is is number one then. So we've already got, I I have two more. Okay. New York City or California? California. Really? California girl. All right. Okay. So I want you to put the order in on this one. Mm -hmm. Whiskey, vodka, gin, and rum. Put your order in. Vodka, whiskey, rum, and what was the last gin. engine? Oh, okay. Yes. And you can just leave the gin on the side over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you not a okay. gin drinker? Nope. Okay. See? <laughs> My last one. Boxers, briefs, or commando. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be hard to fit boxers, you know, underneath my clothes half the time. Um, I would, out of those options, probably commando. But, but wait, 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 wait. Are you are you asking her what she would wear or what she prefers to see? That's like the thing, because I'm like, I don't wear boxers or briefs. Rapid I fire. I don't have to say what my incentive was with that, but. I think I know. How about boxer briefs? <laughs> I'll take any. <laughs> Well, thank you for playing our little of course, game. That's fun. Yes. Uh, yes and yes. I, I love the fact that you you said beach yesterday. I was watching your um, your stories on Instagram, yes. and you were you her. spent an entire day at the beach yesterday <laughs> yes. with your friends. Yes. Yes, you guys. And what were you doing out there uh, at the beach? My best friend, who's also the lead actress in the majority of my projects, because I love working with her. Mary is getting married. Yeah. Um, so excited. So I. Uh, her good friends uh we all watched her try on some beautiful wedding dresses and it was a magical day and in between that we got to go and hang out at her hotel which we were staying at the one hotel and it was so much fun it it was just it looked beautiful it was so much fun it was a blast i've never wanted to be a woman in a a (laughs) wedding dress store ever no seriously i mean it would i was like i want to go trying on dresses with women it was um like the burda (laughs) burda is amazing like her dresses italy like fantastic i mean i just wanted to try them on as well just because they were so glittery and i'm like i'm not even a glittery person but they were I mean, she looked like a mermaid no matter what she put on. I'm so like, can you uh, tell Mary after she's finished with her wedding dress that Daniel's going to take it for his wedding? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the dress that I was. It was the fun. I didn't want to be trying. I wanted to watch them try on. And they were gorgeous, too. Uh, they I were mean, gorgeous. Mary's gorgeous. Everything looked great on her. But we did, you know, she did pick out her top three, oh, which good. we're super happy. You know, well. It's hard because we're like, can we just have like the, the dress you walk down the aisle, the reception and then the party? Like, can we just wear all three? You know, like, but, you know. Super, super fun. So I'm going to take us back to you and your passion for filmmaking. And um, what's the name of your handle as it relates to your filmmaking? She Wolf Films. Tell me more because you have a She Wolf. On my arm. I know. So talk to us. We'll have to get a picture of that. It's on the wrong side for the camera, but it's (laughs) it's a very cool tattoo. Yeah, She Wolf. Tell, Tell us about She Wolf. 
Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me where did this like name come from? And I've always just felt like I connected to wolves because especially in this industry, you feel like a lone wolf the whole time. You know, you, you have to motivate yourself. You have to, you know, create the project. Sometimes it's very lonely, like you're doing it by yourself. But then when it time, comes time to actually film, you're with your community, you're collaborating, you're together. And wolves are very much like that. They're very much can be that lone wolf, go off from the pack, have to figure it out. But then they come back and they'll protect their pack. You know, so like they're there, like don't underestimate them. They'll Mm. be back. You know, they may seem like timid and off and whatever, but they're always there for their family and they protect. And I feel like that's very much me. Like I feel very much like a wolf where Mm. I go off and I do my thing, but I always come back and I collaborate with my team. Mm. So So I'm going to just extend that a little bit out because, uh, again, I started out sharing with the audience that why I actually adore you, appreciate you, will advocate for you and support whatever you got going on, Emily. Okay. You know that. You yeah, know? I knew. <laughs> you know that. Um, it's because you have done something that I think that speaks to exactly what you're talking about, protecting your pack and specifically women. And Daniel did bring up that it's more than for him. It's just inspiring to anybody who, who needs inspiration, but specifically for women. And I know that there are times when I have followed you that you are putting other women out there um, that's in the business. And I find that so, you know, inviting because, you know, what we think we know about Hollywood is very selfish. You know, not a lot of sharing's going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's mine, my mind. And then what can I beat the other person down so I can be on top? But what I've noticed with you is that you do nothing but share. You lift other women up. You highlight other women in the business. Talk to, to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I mentor a lot of filmmakers, um, obviously leading more towards women because I get reached out to more by women. And I feel like exactly what you're saying is that I like to tell people that this is not a competition, that we're all in this business together. We're all in, we all have a different voice. Um, you can give this a person the same script and everyone's going to tell it completely differently because we all have different voices. So in this community, I thought it was very important to uplift voices that are not seen or mm-hmm. heard so much and use my platform to uplift and encourage other women, especially in this industry. Um, I like to keep it very diverse too. Yes. I don't like keeping it just one direction. I go off in all directions. I um, started a, a tribe called the She Film Tribe, and it's women from all over the world, all walks of life, all different stages of the career, and we all uplift, encourage, support one another, and then we vent. So if we're having a really bad day or something, we'll all go on there and like talk. And then on social media, especially like because we get ripped apart so much more than men do. Why is that? Why? Why do you think that is? Um, I get critiqued all the time because I'm wearing leggings and a tank top that I'm working with a camera and they say that I'm just an Instagram, Instagram wannabe model. Who says I, that? Oh, men, <laughs> the men, the men on the set, the men, no, the, the men on, the on feed, social, on social like, media, on social media like okay. anybody that posts me or shares me, okay. they just think that I'm just this fake image of a filmmaker and then they'll rant on you. But it's not just me. It's so many other women in this industry that go through this every day. Um, it Have you ever matter. felt the need to, uh, I, I, maybe this is a, Tough question to make sure I say it the right way, but have you ever um, felt the need to dumb yourself down or or, or, or dirty yourself up, Actually, not be as pretty or not be what? as 
like I used to get so upset about it and I'm like you know what I don't even wear makeup half the time when I'm working and like if I it's hot outside I'm gonna wear a tank top and my leggings because it's comfortable to move in leggings who wants to work around in like jeans where you can't sit down so when people started to like hate it so much I just did it more (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love it too. I love, that. I love so that. This tribe, whenever we would see people start being negative and things, we would all go on there. Now, try to control 30 women with one troll, you know, or a couple <laughs> troll. They don't know how to handle it, you know? And so they were like, what? So it, they actually would start to back down a lot more from that, you know? So we all came together. We joined forces and we uplift each other through social media, especially when we're shared on big pages and things like that. Because I get shared a lot on some of the biggest film pages within the community and people, people think that I pay to get my stuff out there. I'm like, I don't pay anything. It's just because I'm a part of the community. I'm nice to everyone. I'm inclusive. Mm. And people, um, these, this community, we all share and support each other. And if you're not doing that, you'll never get your work yes. shared by other people because they don't want negativity. At the end of the day, this community is now growing into a very inclusive, diverse, wanting all kinds of voices on a platform. So the thing that trips me out as I'm listening to your story um, is that we are filming this um, in South Florida, Yeah, right? You live in South Florida and you just talked about having access to enviable networks of sharing your work. How does someone in South Florida as a 16 year old little girl and now a whatever age woman, how do you stay connected to the bigger picture of filmmaking? Because when I was growing up as a actor, it was LA or New York. Right. So how how do you do that here? Well, it's it's I I still go to L.A., obviously not now because of the pandemic. But uh, I was in L.A. last year in March for Panavision events. And um, but honestly, right now, everything is remote. So we're we have the upper hand, but everything's through social media. And like, was that true oh, before COVID or yeah. has that changed? Because, no, has COVID changed anything? Or? I mean, for me, um, the only thing COVID changed for me is just it pushed me even harder. Um, I took it as an opportunity that where people were complaining about the situation. I took it as a deposit, like as like a positive thing for me to step up and work harder and try to be seen and try to get my work out there and make stuff happen. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I'm like, I could either sit here and be very like discouraged, you know, or I'm going to just step up and like work harder now that people can't work as hard right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I love that. So I love that. So I did. And, you know, I made a couple shorts over FaceTime. People weren't doing that either. And I'm like, oh, let's do this. And that's where River, the thing that the project that I was working on spawned from this two minute little thing that we put on Instagram and people loved it. And I'm like, oh, well, when the pandemic, when the lockdown lifts in North Carolina, let's film this thing in your backyard. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And that led to so many things because we decided- Wait, wait, River wasn't shot in your backyard. No, it, it was in, in, in my in, friend's backyard in North Carolina. Right, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Because we're about to come up on break. What? I'm just, because I've watched the show, y'all. And that's <laughs> no, amazing. No, and it was not a show, it's a film. So we're about to come to break. You, you see how she just, she, ooh, she just- just corrected me. I love you. I love you too, boo boo. Yeah, but I just wanted—I just wanted to say one thing with with what you just shared, though. Um, that I love, and so you are my people. Is that when people see um, adversity creates opportunity? Yes. Yeah, I think it's so important. I think we people are so quick to be so angry and and to be victimized by adversity, and exactly. you just described 
seeing opportunity in adversity. But 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 yes, yes to that. And I think too that when she's talking about well, the pandemic just made it for you to work even harder. I think for creatives, yeah, because Daniel's a creative, you're a creative, I'm a creative, but I I'm yet to know what my talent is other than <laughs> just just being who I am. And so we created the up and down show because of the pandemic, yeah. you know? And um, so I say all of that is that when there's times of adversity, it's when the creatives come out mm-hmm. to do the work. Yes, Absolutely. It really does happen that way. So we're That's going amazing. to break. We're going to go. We're going to talk more about our days on the, on the runway in Paris. It was just <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be right back. back. <laughs> Hi, this is Yupenda from the Up and Down Show. If you're listening to my voice, guess what? This could be you. Well, not you, but your business, your product, your service. We would love to share with our audience all that you have to offer. So here's your opportunity to sponsor the Up and Down Show. Please contact us at the Up and Down Show, all one word at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Right, we are back, and Emily, I, I feel like I was just telling you in the break that I could talk to you forever, and um, uh, I, I really could. And you are just such an amazing, easy conversationalist. Yes. So I have a question. What's the question? Who has the best neighbor ever? The uh, the best neighbor ever. Um, you definitely. I don't even know my neighbor. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Angel. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't I know have my the neighbors. Best neighbors ever. Okay. <laughs> you absolutely and the most beautiful. My I know, gosh. right? My gosh, but okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm not going to objectify Emily. I'm not going to put you there. But I'm going to just completely do a I right turn. I know you're turn. talking about <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. You are. You're gorgeous. You are gorgeous too. I'm sitting there going, how on earth two beautiful people like this live um, so okay, close so to Okay, so seriously, I'm going to throw this out. I'm doing complete right turn, but it speaks to what you're talking about. My beautiful neighbors, my amazing neighbors. Oh, geez, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, Bill had did this wonderful tribute to you, Mm. you know, about his love and his admiration for you. And it was just so heartfelt that I commented and said, can I please be a throuple? And he never responded. (laughs) 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 And you know what he said? He said, oh, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, bullshit. He saw it. And you know, the saddest thing about that is this is the second time you've mentioned it. (laughs) She is still hitting up y'all and she just doesn't know how to take no for an answer. (laughs) Literally, we can talk. I can sort of... Anyway, wow. I was just joking. I'm just saying, okay? I'm yeah, just saying. a joke is the first time. Second time is just desperation. <laughs> just what we do. Oh, anyway, anyway, I just had to do a right turn on that. But seriously, I do have the best neighbors. Yes, you do. I really do. Um, and I'm so blessed to live in a community where I have people next door to me. You know, a couple of doors down the next building that I can literally depend on. I mean, there's times where, you know, I have called Emily. I, Emily, you know, I need you to zip up my my dress for me. <laughs> you know, you know, she wasn't available, but I can call. 
I really think we should create this culture. She sent me a DM and I didn't read the DM until after. And I was like, oh, shit, let me help you. She's like, I'm already in the car. And I'm like, oh, Oh my my gosh. No, but I see all of that is that I know that when I need her, she's going to be there for me. That's my whole And I like that your household is open to that. So next time I can't get my jocks up, I'm going to be like, (laughs) Bill, can you come over? Please help me pull up my jock. (laughs) Please help me. Okay, now coming back from the right turn. So, 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 one of the reasons I'm excited to have you here today, Emily, is that you have a new film coming out. Yes, it's called River. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's called River. <laughs> River. But here's here's what I want you all to know about River. So, um, I am privileged to live next to her, and we've had amazing conversations. And um, we talked about the inception of this movie. And you you and I share something, which is our love for sci-fi. Yes. And so, your movie River it has the short film has won awards, which I'm so what happy. Award, what awards has has it won? Are you able to say? Yeah, it's won over 18 awards around the world. Yes. um, For best cinematography, best direction, best actress, best sci-fi, best thriller. Um, Those are... And much yeah. deserved. I, I just I just watched it this week. In fact, it was um, it premiered on, on a platform Dust. that I'd never heard of, yeah. Dust, which is a you can go to Dust on YouTube is where I went, yeah. and they have all they do weekly yeah. um, short films, short films yeah. and you were just featured this Friday yeah. on that show. It was very exciting. Um, they're awesome. They're the the sci fi channel to Gunpowder and Sky, which is a really amazing. Um, distribution company and um, huge fan of everything that they do. And um, I'm friends with um, Daniel who runs, who's the founder of Holly shorts, which is a Oscar qualifying festival in LA. And uh, uh, they watched it at dust, fell in love with it. And he actually connected us um, over email and they were like, we really want this on our platform. And I said, awesome. I would love for you guys to have it on your platform. I didn't think about it actually being revealed to like the public just because, you know, it was going through festivals. It was fun. But then I got financed to shoot the feature film of river. Wait a minute. I just need you to stop right there. Mm-hmm. She said feature film. Okay. Yes. And, and, and so the the the, the just, short film the short film yeah, that we've on, seen on is on that dust. is that just clips from the feature film or do no, you go out there and I've reshoot re- it? So the what you saw in the short film was a concept of where I kind of wanted the story to go. And mm. I kind of like threw everybody into this scenario. There's really no beginning, middle or end. It's kind of like these things are happening to her and you're kind of witnessing what's happening to her. There's a lot of questions that are obviously not answered. So at the end, you're like, wait, I kind of need more. I need to know. What's I know that's on. right. Cause that's what it was. <laughs> Y'all, I was screaming at my phone as I was watching it. I was screaming. I was like, don't trust her. Don't trust her. <laughs> right. And then at the end, I was like, no, it literally at the end when it finally, and I knew it was a 16 minute clip and I knew I had 30 seconds left, but it ended. I was like, no, <laughs> I was so curious about what happens next. So I yeah. had no idea it was going to be a feature film. Yeah. So I wrote this, um, I wrote this as a book like 10 years ago and 
guess during a pandemic, I was like, now is the time to kind of explore this idea, which obviously we started as like a little two minute clip that we put on social media. It did really well that we filmed over FaceTime. The lockdown lifted in North Carolina. Mary was staying with her family from LA and she went to North Carolina to like be out of the lockdown and LA because you couldn't do anything. And she's like, at least I could be in my backyard, you know? So when she went to North Carolina, the, the lockdown lifted, we all got COVID tested. There was only six of us. We filmed literally in her backyard. And, um, we did this over two days, just a group of friends having a really great time doing something together. Uh, got to use the lenses James Cameron used on his film, Alien. Oh, and congratulations. So, yeah, so they're like rare, vintage, awesome. The actual guys, lenses? The actual lenses? Not the type of lenses. Like they're the actual like lenses. How did that happen? Um, top secret. <laughs> <laughs> you stole them. No. That's right. <laughs> she stole them. them. Did you get them back, girl? <laughs> I had to. The insurance alone on those suckers were wow. like not fun. But uh, yeah, so we, we filmed it. You know, I was like, all right, we edit it. We put it out, you know, started submitting to festivals in June. Um, we're getting accepted because around like June and July, that's where like all the deadlines are for festivals. And that's why we were able to get all the notices really quickly because the majority of festivals were sending out their notice yes. around that time anyway. So we just kept getting accepted and getting like awards. And we were just like blown away that people were like the festivals were loving it as much as we had on making it, you know? Uh, so we were super excited about that. And then I was approached by investors that really loved the short film and like, you know, we want more, like, could you do this as a feature? I'm like, I already have a script and they're like, Oh, okay. And so literally we signed contracts. They sent the money in the next day. And like literally in July, not even a month and a half later from the short yes. film. And in August we were in full on prep. And then we shot the feature film in September. It was a nine day shoot. We were 18 hours under schedule. Um, wow. Yeah, we had you really have, pushed them. We, but like 18 hours under schedule, like that's, that's unheard a, that of. That doesn't happen. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You pushed no, them. No, we weren't. Yeah, we all had a role. We all, like, I was very communicative. You know, like everyone knew what we were supposed to do. I prepped, like, I didn't sleep. I had everything nailed out. I also shot and directed the feature film. And uh, I knew what I wanted. And I, worked with the people that I love to work with. And we had a blast making the feature film. We didn't want it to end. And then, uh, yeah, we, the whole thing is completed. And um, we already sent out the screeners uh, the first week in January and already have offers from five distribution companies that are like top tier, which is super cool and exciting. Amazing. And, you know, being on desk, like we were, um, it went live on uh, Saturday, which is really exciting. And also because Mary was trying her wedding dresses on. So we got to be together when our short film went live. I actually thought you planned that. So that was, that was no, just that the just universe happened. just happening. The I swear, I was like, honestly, wow, this woman is brilliant. She has her star getting married. I thought it was all like conveniently just promoted. Just because this trunk show that she really wanted to go to happened to be on the same weekend. That and then we're like, oh my God. So that's the universe that's talking. The universe, that's always, the universe. Always. And so we got to experience that together, which is so beautiful. And my other leading lady, Alex, she's fantastic. And I love working with her. And, you know, Rob, who is our Jamie, he's actually a Magic Mike dancer, by the way, Upendo. Like, our he's lead. Wait, wait, why, he's why, why, why are you talking to Upendo? <laughs> <laughs> he's single. Okay, yeah, he's we should, single. Yeah, we should, we should and, uh, do some to me. He's awesome. And so, like, the whole cast, everyone just poured everything into this project. And... Um, you know, the people that were reaching out saying that they really loved the short film that they wanted more. That's like great, great to hear. And um, today I did a post talking about like 
it's, you have to be very vulnerable. It's very, you're very vulnerable putting out your projects yes. for the world to see podcasts, art, you know, films, anything that you're kind of stepping out into the unknown. Cause you're going to know there's going to be critics, people that are too afraid to do it themselves, but yet want to hide behind their keyboard and talk keyboard shit. Nazis. You that's know? what we call them. Yeah. Trolls, but you know yeah. what? It's like, those people are too afraid to actually step out and to make something themselves. So they rather just trash and like yes. say nasty comments. And it was like brutal, like reading people's negative comments. Of course, you're like, oh my God, we poured so much into it. And then you look at the bigger picture and they're just transferring their own insecurities and their own problems yeah. on trying to put it onto you. And and, and, you know? and there's so many cliche things you can say, like hurt people, hurt people, right? Yeah. I mean, so that, it has nothing to do it with has you. It has, to do it's with it's all, yes. everything about and, them. And the beautiful thing about art is it's all subjective. Amen so, to that. You know what? Like, you don't have to like it, but the, I, I would say to everybody too that would say nasty things, I'm like, oh, well, thanks for watching it and commenting. I really appreciate yeah. you. You're better than you me. Know? You know, this, I, I like, like, I'm trying to teach her that, that, that it's, it's not even about going high because that actually kills them even more. Mad. Oh, it, it, it oh, kills them more. This, and this person went on this long ass tangent about, about like how things should be and blah, 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 blah. And I go, Oh, I'm sorry. You know that you feel that they're like, Oh, that's never going to go anywhere. You'll never make a film ever again. I'm like, Oh, that's funny, sweetheart. I just made a feature <laughs> film and I just got financed for another film that I'm going to be shooting in May in New Mexico. So, you know, yes. I, I, I want to go back to your story though. And, and that you, uh, again, we talked about adversity and having opportunity, but there's, I mean, there's so many different lessons that can be unpacked with what you just shared. Yes. But one that I just, just hit me is not only did this happen during a pandemic, but then someone said, well, we would be interested in, and you said, okay, here you go. And, you know, specifically in the movie industry yeah. is not being caught with your pants down. Always have a plan. Always be prepared. Always know yes. that your next opportunity is right around the corner and never, ever have a reason not to be ready when someone says we're ready to dance. Exactly. You have to. You know, I feel like in this industry, any industry, just be prepared. You never know when an opportunity is going to present itself to you. You never know um, when it's your time. Yeah. You have to live every day to the fullest. You have to have a game plan of some sort, you know, have materials. And I, I will say, like, one of the studio meetings that I went into, I was pitching a film. And he's like, okay, great. What else do you have to pitch? And I didn't have anything else to pitch. Oh, wow. And he taught me the biggest lesson ever was have multiple things to pitch because you never know what's going to stick. Right. That's powerful. You know? that, that's a lesson for me. And I, so I, I learned. I, thank you for that lesson today. <laughs> I learned. I learned from that moment on that I'm going to be damn prepared no matter what it is that I'm walking into. You know, <laughs> right. so it's like. I have 10 things. Do you want to answer? You know what? I got it. I got it. I did. You yes. know, and I'm like, oh, you know, materials too, like having everything prepared and ready to go, even if they don't want that, you know? And it's not just film, right? It's everything. not just, it's, in, it's, it's in life. Anything. This it's is a life, life lesson. lesson. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know what? It's going after what you want. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes is a beautiful thing my uncle taught me because whenever I said, where's my dollar? He's like, it's going to come tomorrow. Huh. And then he would tell me tomorrow never comes. You only have now. And I'm like, Okay. Don't give me so, my damn dollar. Yeah, I'm like in my dollar. You know? so, but that yeah, wait, is wait. true. Yeah, Uncle Tom, I don't understand that lesson. Give yeah, me my damn dollar. I'm like, where's my dollar? I would just look at him. And I was like, are you kidding me? But that stuck with me since I was eight years old that there's no tomorrow. There's only now. So don't wait for tomorrow to make your dreams happen. And I don't even like to call them dreams. 
like make it your reality, you mm. know, like go after it. Don't just wait for something to fall in your lap because it's never going to fall. So, yeah. So you are entering uh, a magical moment with us. We are actually going to take another break, which we don't <laughs> typically do. And then we're going to come back and then we're going to end our conversation with you just because I have more questions I want to ask. You are a delight to talk to. So we're going to take a break. I think, you, I think you have a girl crush. I, oh, I, I, I have a huge girl crush and has nothing to bill who. So. <laughs> And so, um, Emily, we were talking about your show, River, and Movie. I keep calling it a show, and it's not a show, but it's a picture show. It's it's old lingo, right? I'm an old man. Uh, and so yes, we're talking about you your, movie, your movie, River, and um, we were talking about how it was going to be sort of come out to the masses. So yeah. what's, the, what's the next stage with uh, River? So the feature film, once, um, once I choose the distribution, I will... And get a release date. Okay. So I have like a a question mm-hmm. about the red carpet. Are we going to be invited to the red carpet event? <laughs> Unfortunately, if the pandemic, you know, if this COVID thing, no one's doing red carpets. But yeah. if the pandemic, it's not. If over. it's if it's lifted, we will have probably a private event where you know, yes, you'll be invited. That's we'll all do I wanted to thing. know. That's all you'll I be coming. Know. You'll be coming <laughs> and we'll have it local. You know, um hopefully things get lifted enough where we'll be able to have a whole experience, which would be super cool, especially for a feature film, you know, because that's what Absolutely. we all want. We all want to be able to go and celebrate. You know, it's so different having to celebrate with everybody over Zoom. It's not yes. the same. It's, you're it's right. You're same. absolutely right. But yeah, I just had to ask that question because, you know, I've never been to a red carpet event before. Well, Never. then you'll come. Okay, you will come. You both are invited. You thank come. you very much. And you, you. I know you're just saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You guys can come. I think how did you get this number? How did you get this number? <laughs> no, no. How did you get this invitation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You guys are awesome. I'm really happy to be here. So I think the next steps, like once I have distribution, like um, when I make my decision, then we're going to get our release dates, which they've already all told me what my release dates would be if I chose to go with them, okay. Okay. Um, which is amazing. And they're all saying around June. 
So it would be released in June. And they're like, well, if you choose to go with us now, then you'll have it released in May. And I'm like, well, I'm going to wait because, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I have all these offers coming in and I want to make sure I'm making the best choice for the film and my team. So um, it's looking like June. I feel like you could do a TED talk just on how you've gotten this not show movie <laughs> Thank produced. You. I Thank feel like you. you could absolutely do a TED talk. It's amazing how fast it has happened, how seamless it seems to have. I'm sure there's stories in between each of the, mm-hmm. the milestones, but it's just congratulations to you. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, I think so that it'd be great to do a TED talk because when you talk about doing a movie, you shot the short in two days and then shot the feature in nine and under 18 hours of your, you know, uh, uh, the, the hours that was, was given to you, you shot under the 18 hour mark. Like you hear about these big budget, you know, things that's going on for months at a time and over budget. The fact that you were able to do that, like I'm interested in to know what that looks like. I mean, we you, don't have time to go there. I know, I know, uh, but, but I'm but, just saying from that to, yes, to confirm. There's so yes, much more to, to learn. Yes. A TED talk would be great to learn about how those processes that you share it with us. Yep. Do you, you, do you have any other projects coming up? Yes. I um, have a, another film called Rage. That is a thriller. Uh, it's a horror thriller. Uh, uh, it takes place in New Mexico. It's awesome. It's a high did you octane. Write it? I did not. My my friend Don, he wrote it. He's a fantastic writer. He wrote uh, this script and I optioned it from him last year when I read it because I was like, this is a story I need to tell. It's, it's female driven. Um, it's crazy. It's just crazy fun. It's If you've seen Duel... Uh, which is Spielberg's first film. It's kind of like that same high octane car chase scene. That's it's the like, car movie. Yeah, it's a it's a car chase, but people are on foot running through a desert. Where okay. where in um, New Mexico are you going to film it? Um, probably like Albuquerque area, oh. like somewhere around there. I have um, family. I have family there, so we we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> totally My resume will be coming excited. across your table soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. So do you have another film? Yeah. So you, you, you just have things in I your pocket. That, You're ready to I go. And then I have another uh, book franchise. It's called Significance. And I can't tell you the production company that's going to be working with us, but it's the voice of God that is interested in this. Really? And if Are you, you think of, and when you think role? of the voice of God, just think of like the actor of who plays the voice of God, because Morgan Freeman, right? I'm not saying that. She's not saying any, I'm just saying, could you not hear between the lines? I didn't hear. <laughs> you didn't hear them. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that, um, we're, we're probably going to be partnering with a really amazing company and they're going to make, uh, significance happen which is a franchise and it's about meeting your soulmate and getting superhero powers and it's kind of like the x-men meets the notebook oh okay i need to be you are fascinating yeah you are so fascinating and um, i'm going to be coming over next week and we're just going to (laughs) hang Uh, don't Sounds be scared. Wonderful. Don't be scared. Um, uh, well, wow. this has been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, I, I just one other question. Just what if there are a, if there that's are your garage door opening and closing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to be specific, like, or we can ignore noise? it and finish the interview. I just, I <laughs> um, so there are other sixteen-year-old Emily Skies listening to this. Hopefully. Um, if you had to give one piece of advice to the next Emily Skies coming through, what would your advice be? 
I would say don't compete with one another and be open to feedback from other people. Mm. Um, I think when I was growing up, I was so closed off and it was like, I didn't want to hear what other people thought, but it's okay to listen to other people's advice. If it's good advice for you, not something that's going to harm you. Um, I would say that and be open to collaboration because filmmaking is collaboration. It's yes. not about me and what I can do. It's about what my team and I can do together. And I could not have done any of these projects without having a solid team. So I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, don't compete with one another, be open with each other and, uh, keep going for it. And don't be afraid of failure because I think a lot of times we're afraid to fail. We don't want to make a mistake. We don't, but everyone's going to fail. Yes. Everyone's going to fail. It's about getting up and keep moving because fail forward. everybody is going to have a moment of what am I doing with my life? But just keep moving and keep going for it because failure is inevitable. You only fail truly if you don't try. Exactly. So. Fail for it. That's that's my motto. Yes. Fail for it. Absolutely. Fail for it. That's so wonderful. thank you, Emily, for being <laughs> for on me. our show. I'm this really has happy. been an amazing show. I can't wait to send it out to the masses. Um, <laughs> but thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. You guys are awesome. Well, and thank I'm you for, for agreeing to to do this and to put up with our silliness, both on great. camera and off camera. <laughs> yes, yes. yes <laughs> and and I, I think the last thing I'd like to say is just that you are a perfect example of doing what you love and loving what you do, following your passion. And I just applaud you, not just for your artistry and your inspiration that you provide folk. I, I, I loved watching your short just today and, and getting excited about that, but just the community that you, that you yes. represent and that it's Thank so you. much bigger than just you, which in, I, I having worked out in LA, isn't what my experience was, which is why I left. And so it's just really beautiful for you to to reach outside of you. Um, so just congratulations on Thank that. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm really happy. We're Absolutely. rooting for you. Yay. And with that being said, we're going to come to the end of the show, which we always end with an up. And so um, do you want to start or do you want me to go? I can start. So anybody that knows me knows that there's two things I cannot live without. Popcorn and bacon. I mean, you can get rid of everything else but not popcorn and bacon. And so my up is the popcorn, the original original popcorn house in Delroy, Delray Beach, where you can go and get all these amazing flavors of different types of popcorn. A little expensive, but no worries. No worries. <laughs> just get you a small bag. See, I'd be trying to go for the tub and I'd be like, why can't I just have the tub? Um, why it gotta be so expensive? And that's God telling me, cause you don't need that tub. You have you seen your butt lately? Just get the little bag. So go to the original popcorn house in Del Rey. Um, you will absolutely enjoy all the flavors they have to offer. Oh, that's interesting that you chose um, chose a Del Rey establishment because I did as well. I think it's because we spoke earlier about Del Rey Duh. and we were um, just remembering. Well, I was remembering. I used to live in Del Rey and I live in Miami now. And I'm going to try to make this connect with our guest, Emily, in that, you know, people think of L.A. and New York being where you have to go to meet this inspiration. Right. And people talk about Miami and Fort Lauderdale as being the cities in South Florida. But Del Rey is this world class experience just yes. like emily is a world-class filmmaker oh, yes. right here so if you're ever in palm beach county 
Don't miss Delray. Yes. Delray is just just the city alone, and it, it's it has changed so much in the last. I've been here for eighteen years. I've watched it change, um, and I went to a new restaurant. It's called Lionfish Modern Coastal Cuisine. The original is in San Diego, California, okay. actually, and they have won tons of James Beard awards. And they just ha- it's the first seafood place I've experienced in South Florida that is dependable. Fresh seafood. They have sashimi. They have sushi, but they also have cooked fish uh, and. Highly, highly recommend it. Go out there again. It ain't cheap. So Yeah, Delray is not cheap, yeah, though. If you go in there, make sure it's a date and he paying. <laughs> <laughs> but Delray, the cuisine, the restaurant, support your local businesses. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the Up and Down okay. Show. We'll see you, you soon. Emily, thank you. Thank you for Bye. having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.